friends, the central gospel of this day, of course, is uh, the account of the passion narrative that uh, I just read to you. Uh, but today we had two Gospels. We had one uh, that opened our liturgy, our Mass, at the doors. And uh, that Gospel is a Gospel of triumph and a Gospel of great humility. It is triumphal in the fact that those Scriptures speak to us about God, who is faithful. He fulfills all that He has said. He alone fulfills promises. The greeting of the crowd is actually found in Psalm 118, and it is known as the hymn of thanksgiving to the Savior of Israel. The crowds in that moment hailed Jesus as Israel's Savior, but within days, they would not. They would run in fear. They would not understand how their King and Savior would die on a cross. And here's the great sign of humility found in these scriptures. Jesus Christ, our Savior, the very Son of God, as the second reading tells us, completely empties himself for you. He empties himself out of love for you. And it is beyond our imagination to comprehend. Even harder sometimes to comprehend is the fact that this love is given freely. You do not earn it. God gives it freely and pours it out because he is generous and good. My friends, there have been some scripture scholars that always point out, be careful, be very careful when you read to always catch the fine details. And there is a detail in the gospel. It's a detail found with the colt, the young donkey. And scripture scholars have spoken about this, and I want to share uh, what they have said. And I question, how does this donkey fit into a gospel of triumph and a gospel of humility? It matters because our Lord deliberately chooses the young colt, this donkey. And it's very specific. He says, this one no one has been on. No one has ridden it. In that, for us, it means it's an immature donkey. It's young, has no experience. And this comes also from Scripture. It's found in Zechariah 9, 9. Referring to the donkey, Scripture said, Jesus said, If anyone should ask you what you are doing, tell them the Master has need of it. Here's another detail scholars point out. We hear Pilate is amazed at Jesus' words. I'm amazed at these words. The master needs it. 
the Son of God needs something. That Jesus, the Master, has need of anything is amazing. However, in that statement, a truth is affirmed. He needs you, his disciples. The master has need of you. And it can only be one way because God has chosen to need. There can be no other way for this to happen. That is amazing also. He chose to make the fulfillment of his plans contingent upon us choosing to respond to his love. That is amazing and astounding. In this overlooked little detail about the young cult, it is one that has never been ridden it is thus considered to be immature, inexperienced, and even weak. Yet chosen and necessary for the master by his own words. This seemingly unprepared and ill-equipped beast of burden, that's what a donkey is, carried our Lord and Savior. This young beast of burden carried the one who told us his burden is light. In Jesus' time, kings and leaders came in on chariots and stallions, and it was a sign of their authority and the fact that they were going to make war. Jesus rides in on a donkey, which would have been considered perhaps shameful by some. But in fact, it sends a subtle message, and the people would have known it. They should have picked up on it. When a king would come in on a beast of burden like a donkey, it was a sign that he came for peace, that he desired peace with the people he was about to encounter. I think Jesus chose a donkey to shame those who were in strong places. Now, my friends, you and I are not donkeys, although some of you are stubborn as mules. And yet, this young donkey is a symbol of immaturity and are we not at times immature in our spirituality, in our understanding, in our experience? And yet, the Son of God has chosen you, not for your gifts and talents, but deeply aware of your weakness, desiring you in your poverty, hoping that you will surrender and trust in Him that he may do great things. The scriptures tell us that his glory is shown forth 
in unlikely ways. His power is made perfect in our weakness. And here it is. The Master has need of each of you. You, his disciples, today carry Jesus into the present-day Jerusalem. Here in this city of Gig Harbor, here in this state of Washington, and here in this land known as the United States of America, as you travel these city streets and roads and this state and in this country, you do so with all that comes with it, praise and struggles and challenges, the oppositions that come to us Christians from all sides, know that Jesus is with you. And today it is here that he is crucified and suffers and dies and rises to establish his kingdom in the hearts of his people. St. Paul allowed Jesus to ride on his weakness when he said, I gladly boast of my weakness that the power of Christ may ride upon me. So too, all of you, I say for the sake of Christ, be at peace. Be at peace with your weakness. Be at peace with the insults that are thrown at us because of holiness. Be at peace with the hardships and the persecutions that come our way because we believe in him. He is strong and we can rely on his strength. And when you surrender to him, he will make you strong with his grace. My friends, you know that the donkey that Jesus rode upon, even it experienced, even for a moment, exaltation. Think about it. You know how the movies play in my head. I picture this little donkey Jesus sitting on him. Marching in with Jesus. Because they were, Hosanna, Hosanna. And the donkey's, that's right. That's right. Look at me. I get to carry the Son of God. Jesus shares his triumph and glory with us. Are you not worth more than that beast of burden? Will he not do more for you then? So I say you will be able to endure the burdens that come with living in holiness and in right values and morals and by his virtues and by living his values. You will have to stand up for the sanctity of all life. From the moments of conception into those moments of final death. All of life has value to it. The born, the unborn, and those who are very old. Life has value. 
if people would come to understand the great dignity and value, wars would stop, racism would stop, hatred would stop. People have not come to understand the value of life, all of it, from the unborn to the elderly. You will, with his grace as his disciples, be able to withstand the persecutions that will come for holding to the truth of Jesus Christ and to the values of our Christian faith he will not let you become overwhelmed by fear and paralyzed by it. Rather, if we come to have faith and trust in him, we will begin to recognize our times not as filled with doom and gloom, but as opportunities given to love and to show mercy and to show compassion and to show joy and to help those who are vulnerable and weak and those who are lost. At this juncture in our history and in our church, we need a multitude of holy, loving disciples. We need saint-like people and the Master has chosen you, whether you like it or not, you have been chosen. You have been chosen because it is necessary in our time now. So rise and stand tall and turn to Him. Rely on his mercy and his grace, which never fails the believer. And his strength will carry us through. You must walk as the disciples you were made to be. Carry our Lord. Make his ways and his truth and his life known to all peoples. My friends, Palm Sunday uh, marks the beginning of the most solemn days in our liturgical calendar. You can spend time wherever you are at physically in prayer and reflection on the scriptures heard today, on the reality that you are his disciples. You are called to be more than what this world says you are worth. You are called to be more loving and more merciful and more forgiving and more grateful and more generous in all things, just as your Father in heaven is. But even more than that, you can reflect on the great love that belongs to you already. My friends, in the Passion I read to you, we hear something also that is amazing from our Lord's word, his mouth. Jesus says, Eloi, Eloi, lama sabachthani. My God, my God, 
Why have you forsaken me? Jesus is reciting the words of a psalm. Psalm 22. And while that psalm may at first appear to be one of despair, it is not. It is a psalm that at first acknowledges anguish and suffering, but then moves quickly into trust and confidence. That psalm will go on to tell the person who hears it or reads it. All who put their confidence and trust in God the Father will not do so in vain. He will be your protector. He will redeem you. My friends, Jesus mounted a cult. And then he mounted the cross. Then he mounted his throne in heaven where he reigns for all time and where his graces and love are poured out upon us. The victory has been won already. Amen? My brothers and sisters, I don't demonize everything, but I'm telling you, Satan loves to keep you in despair and in fear to control you. Do not live in despair and fear. You have victory in Jesus Christ already. Rise and stand. Take your place as his disciples. Speak his truth. Do not be overcome by such things. He will run away from you, that is, Satan, when he knows that you're going to put up that kind of fight with him. He will run off. All right?